0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Book More Show. It's Stuart Bell here and today I'm talking with Betsy Vaughan. We're going to dive into something that we haven't spoken about on the show for a little while, worth revisiting, and that's the layout of your book. The um, Not so much the formatting, but the content portion. How you can move people from the title and the promise of a solution through to the best next steps they can take in the call to action at the back and really look at the benefits of spending some time thinking about that table of contents view and how it's really the roadmap to move people forward so great episode um you got into a couple of interesting points i think you're going to get some value out of this whether or not you're working with us directly or you're trying to get this created by yourselves so a great show we wrap up at the end talking about some changes to the 90 minute book products as well that are coming up soon so as you're listening to this uh, around about the the release date it's going to release on August the 24th so a couple of details about some changes coming up just after Labor Day. Okay so excited to share this let's get to it. Betsy Vaughn.
1: Stuart Bell how's it going?
0: Good thanks how is sunny Florida today?
1: It's hot hot it's hot (laughs) yeah I just I bought four new sweaters at the store that was having a big sale and I have them sitting on my dresser in my closet and every day i want to put them on and i know they're i should put them away because they are not going to be able to be worn until like november
0: there's like a good few months yeah
1: i mean months we're not talking weeks or (laughs) we're talking months
0: so i should put those away we've got a conflict of interest up here so i'm back in philly this week so lucy loves the summer hates the fall and winter really detests being cold whereas i'm slightly more on the other way around uh, because they're House has got like window air units, not central air, so it's pretty warm up here. So I spend the summer walking around with no shirt on, looking forward to the days when it's kind of reasonable temperature, <laughs> or looking for the time we getting back to Florida, where there's central air everywhere, and the only time we oh, right. it is between the door and the front, uh, the car and the front door. Um, so yeah, this take time for granted. Is... I know, right? Yeah. I was listening to So this week is, uh, or last week rather, was the week of PodCon down in Orlando. So uh, Dean and I swung by there to catch up with a couple of the guys when we were talking about the Dial Talk Done stuff and moving that project forward. But in the subsequent week now, of course, all of the podcasts that are coming out that I listen to this week are all talking about being uh, PodCon. And a few of the people were saying, oh, I went down to Florida, man, it's uh, it's uh, hot as anything down there. But you know what? It is absolutely freezing cold because everywhere in Florida it is air conditioned down to like 62 degrees. So it's spent most of the time being colder than you are wherever where you actually live it's so
1: true it really is true my son's in denver and his apartment doesn't have air conditioning at, at all no air conditioning but he's also like in a basement and so when he was home the whole time he wore like a long sleeve shirt and even at one point he said do you have like a sweatshirt i can put on i mean he was like it's so cold and he's used to being comfortable right, but not yeah. freezing cold so
0: yeah yes <laughs> yeah crazy so. stuff okay Great. well no one cares what we want to talk about Let's talk yeah. about some book stuff. Right. I think today let's um, circle back to something that we haven't talked about for a long time. A couple of questions have come up about it recently when we've been dealing with some of the white level projects that we've set up and that is the kind of structure Of the book so we spend a lot of time talking about the picking the target market and how important the title is to really engage people and the call to action because you want to lead people towards a particular thing we don't spend that much time focusing on the content but there is one bit particular that is important and that's the outline so i thought we'd dive into that a bit today super let's do that the other thing that i'm going to try and do is enunciate more clearly because having been diving into transcripts a little bit more recently from some of the podcast work we've been doing, it amazes me how in tune Dean's voice is as an example to all of the AI. It's as if all of the AI's out there were tuned, were trained on his voice because the ah. the uh, automatic um, transcription is almost perfect for Mr. Jackson. And then I come and quickly do something <laughs> on one of mine <laughs> and I thought it could be a blend of two things either one my accent isn't quite as neutral as uh, as neutral American as it uh, as it could be uh, or I just talk gibberish and don't realize so, so I'm not sure which it is funny. I'm hoping it's the accent one
1: that's funny that you said that because I was talking to to Mike my fiance and he said yeah sometimes I don't understand Stuart and I said you know I just I guess because we speak so much that there's not I don't have that I don't, I almost don't hear it, you know, right. anymore, you know, I think, or I just sort of understand everything you're saying.
0: Which right. is great. I was talking to, uh, um, I was talking to Dave, uh, the other day. So someone that we've <laughs> working with a lot more closely now than, than we have done in the past. And he was saying the same. He said, you know, as we talk more and more, we are maybe into like the 10th or 11th hour of calls now. Um, it gets more and more tuned in. So do you do you remember there was a movie with Antonio Banderas years ago, something about Vikings, the 11th Viking or the 11th Warrior, mm-hmm. 12th Warrior, something like that. And the kind of scene is where he is, I'm guessing he's kind of Spanish or South American background, and then he gets kind of mm-hmm. taken by these... Uh, or works with these vikings and over time as they're around the campfire night after night the language then all starts coalescing on english as he's kind of learning more of the words and starts understanding more of what they're saying so i always think it's like that a combination of me <clears throat> talking fast poor enunciation and questionable britishisms rather than american <laughs> terms. it's a uh, perfect combination <laughs> i
1: like it that's great that's crazy. So
0: with that being said, anyone that's still with us, <laughs> let's, yeah. get into some, uh, <laughs> let's get into some content. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, so um, the content, there's the expectation really that everyone has got their content dialed in, in the sense of they know what they're talking about. So we position the books and the, the products generally as saying, you already know what you want to talk about you've got years worth of experience, the hardest part is just getting it down on paper. And that's where we come in. So with that assumption in mind, there's the underlying expectation that people will take over the content themselves, in the sense that we don't really need to coach people on what they should be saying, they know what they should be saying. But the step that we do take an active interest in and this is really the purpose of the first 30 minute call or if you're thinking about doing this yourself without our help this is the work that you need to put into it's kind of like the homework stage before you actually record because the aim of turning up on the recording the actual call itself is that all of the work's been done so that you can just turn up with your A-game and then run through an outline that's already predefined, answering questions that you're already comfortable with, and therefore the content that gets captured is the best possible way to present your idea, your program, your manifesto in a way that ends up on the pages and makes sense. So this homework stage, this setup or outline stage, is really the key to get nailed down before you start thinking about writing. Otherwise, you find yourself in all of the problems that we talk about, kind of writing in circles or a never ending kind of sidetrack on a point that you don't necessarily need to make. So the aim is to have this structure outlined in a way that takes people from the title through the content to the call to action. It's a it's a very definite journey. It's not just writing words for the sake of writing words, and then suddenly we're at the end. It's this orchestrated journey, this kind of chess player mentality of, I know where people are when they're thinking about asking the question in the first place, and I know what I want them to do as the next step. So what words are there in between those two points that mm-hmm. a give them some valuable information and b lead them to the point where the next step makes sense.
1: You know, it's funny that people I speak to them going you know, in the beginning and we're talking about the the process and um, I'm I never assume that anybody either has or hasn't worked on an outline. So sometimes it comes up, but so many times people will say to me and every once in a while, someone will admit to it later on. Oh, no, I have this, I have this, and I know exactly what I want to do. I have my outline. I know exactly, you know, how I want this book to go. And it's, I've, it makes perfect sense. And this is how it should flow. And then once in a while, you know, and I always kind of uh, chuckle to myself because I'm, you know, just jotting those ideas down. It's a great place to start by all means, right? People should do that. But when they get through it and really start talking to someone else and talking it out, particularly our team that's worked on, you know, so many books, um, they, some people will come back and say, you know what? I thought I had my stuff together. And right. I, I, I really didn't like, I didn't, I didn't realize how important the order was, you know, right. like they're, they're, they're trying to like, you know, have a call to action in the middle of the book when they stop <laughs> and look at it. They're like, Oh wait, you know? So yeah, yeah it's, it, it really is interesting. I'm sure there's many more who just don't,
0: to share, you know, they've thought that, but yeah, I think it's that challenge of being too close to the, it's the cobbler's shoes type uh, problem of being too close to the metal, too close to the actual thing, because you've got all of these assumptions that are in your head that if you're mm-hmm. outlining in isolation you're not necessarily questioning it, questioning it through the eyes of someone that doesn't have all of that experience. So I think right. that's the real benefit of talking through it with someone else. Like you say, obviously our guys, we've worked with over 500 people now to get these things outlined. So there's a natural ability and a specialization in, in orchestrating that journey of setting up the, the beginning, middle and end in a way that makes sense. But I think yeah. even if you're not working with us, if you're just by yourself and you don't have anyone else to bounce the idea off, then write out the write out the job of work that the book's doing. So kind of like the title, what is it that you're trying to answer for the people. And then write out what the next step is. So that this kind of idea of the, the first page and the title page and the end page the call to action. Write out those two things first at the top of the paper. Then do the outline. Then leave it for a couple of days and come back. And then just see if that outline actually does get you from A to B in a way that you come into it with a colder set of eyes a few days later. And then you might not be working on the same set of assumptions that you were a few days before when you first wrote it. And at least that then will give you a second bite of the cherry and, and validate the, validate the path that you thought you were going down, um, obviously if you've got,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, I think it just gives a cool set of, um, gives a new perspective or a a kind of a blank perspective to go into it. And then rather than going in with all of that, um, that, that all of those assumptions in your mind about how it's going to turn out, you'll go back into it just looking at the title, looking at the answer, and then answering the question of does it get from A to B? Um, the, right. the next point which builds on that is, so we've agreed that the title is the thing that captures their attention. The call to action is the thing that we really want them to do next. So the middle part, the content, we want it to be as comprehensive as possible to answer the question that you promised to answer. So you don't want to write a book that effectively says, well, there are 10 things and I could tell you them, but actually you really want to come in and see me because it's too complicated for you. I'm not going to tell you unless we have a consult because that's just offensive, (laughs) or uh, people will be disappointed with that. And then equally, you don't want to find yourself answering the wrong question, which is kind of what we just talked about. Make sure you kind of Mm -hmm. follow the path that you think you're following. And the third one is you don't want to find yourself in some rabbit warren of, of ancillary or supporting information. That's kind of one tier out from the core question. Because honestly, no matter how simple the question seems, you could be answering the question of how to boil an egg. And I'm pretty sure that you could get into the thermodynamic components of different pan materials and how water boils at different altitudes if you really got stuck in the weeds. <laughs> or it could be as simple as well, I think you don't really want to boil an egg, you want to get an omelette instead and then start talking about an omelette. <coughs> Obviously, a silly silly example, but I'm sure that as you listen to this, you can imagine that those similar degrees out from the core question that you're trying to answer, those those one degree out, two degrees out, three degrees out, you could very easily find yourself talking down or getting sidetracked by, if you're not very disciplined about staying on subjects, because you, as the person who knows all of this knowledge, where the more basic information really seems like this one-on-one level stuff that you just want to get past. It's very easy to jump away from this core um, core direction, this, this core stepping stones of title, overview of the problem, reminder of what the um, solution could be, restate the issues towards the end and how people can take a next step. Those kind of stepping stones towards the back cover copy, the the next steps that people should take, very easy as the expert to get sidetracked into the weeds because you've got all of this assumed knowledge. So that being said, the thing that we want to narrow down is um, the thing that we want to narrow down and get specific on are those steps. And a great way of doing that is to break it down into bite-sized pieces, which Mm -hmm. is really the table of contents. So the table of contents, as far as the content goes, is really the most important thing, given the assumption that you actually know what you're talking about, and then you can fill in the gaps for for the chapters. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't know what you're talking about, then it's difficult to to fix that problem. But Mm -hmm. assuming that you do, the table of contents is this kind of 10,000-foot view of how they get from the title to the back cover in reasonable steps that that carry the journey in a direction. So if you were to look at a table of contents and the chapter headings and it bounced all over the place and it didn't really make coherent sense and just before we started recording, you were talking about having a um, a call to action and ending up in the middle somewhere accidentally because just the way the content flowed in someone's original Mm -hmm. outline, then looking at the chapter headings is a check and balance that it is a logical progression from the beginning to the end. So The general way that we try and structure things is stating what the problem is, kind of reinforcing a little bit what the downside to that problem is. So in someone's mind, making the point in as helpful a way as possible, but making the point, listen, if you really don't make a change, there are some long-term consequences to this, just as a motivating, compelling element to keep people reading. Then introduce what the solution is then go into details of what the solution is, bearing in mind, as we said, you don't want to go too deep because there are always these third, fourth, fifth level things that you can get into, and and that is a great thing to cover further down the track, further down the funnel, but answer Mm -hmm. the level one ones comprehensively. So the details of what the solution is, the benefits of what the solution is, reinforce the, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, and then an easy next step that people can take to take it even further. So in the book, you've introduced the concept, you've given people maybe some initial first steps that they can do, some actions that they can take to move themselves towards this perfect solution. And then the the real next step, the, the kind of meaty next step of actually getting into it is probably starting to work with you. So if we think about financial advisors, because that's an easy mm-hmm. step to take, then... It's the the homework might be to bring together all of your bills and look at where the outgoings are going and categorise things together, because that's something that someone can easily do at home, doesn't take any technical understanding, they've got all of this stuff there doesn't need an especially big calculator to work it out. That's an easy step that you could put in the book towards making a difference. And then the first step after that, working with you, might be to come in for a review of your savings or a review of your outgoings or a retirement plan assessment, whatever that easy first step is. But in the book itself, you are still given them something of value. Um, the florist example we use the florist example a <laughs> few times which I still not quite worked out why we got why, why that became a thing well, yeah, yeah. yeah it's on brand now for the podcast um so the <laughs> florist example might be in the book you're talking about times of years and some local places to go and see flower types homework that people can do to start moving themselves in the direction towards wedding flowers but really the first Detailed piece of work that I need to do is come in to see you, so that you can assess a budget and see what flowers they like, and see if there are any outliers that might cause a problem if this particular flower isn't available at that particular time of year. So it's that kind of um, it's that kind of level of detail and direction that we want to do in the content, because that answers the, the promise of the title. It gives people a light at the end of the tunnel thing that they can have a good feeling about moving in the right direction and it very obviously leads them from here's a problem that you don't know how to fix to here's a couple of steps you can take yourself to get you moving in the right direction and feeling good about the direction and then here's an easy way of getting started with me to really now put some gas behind it and and get this thing moving properly looking at the chapter headings in those examples are going to be the way that you can check that it's in the right direction and that you're staying on topic when you're recording and not getting carried away or sidetracked. Okay. All
1: right. I'm following you now.
0: (laughs) So that (laughs) as a, that as a structure, I know we don't talk very much about, um, Mm -mm. about, the content side of things, we usually focused on either the the title or the call to action or the, the longer term mm-hmm. follow up. Yeah, but that as a content step is is really the most important advice that we can give. It's thinking about the table of contents as the thirty thousand foot view of keeping people on the right path. And and the other way of looking at it as well is we've already talked in the past about read read rates and the fact that it's actually a mm-hmm. pretty pretty small number of people who actually read all of the content. So as people are flicking through, thumbing through the book, the title on the front cover is the thing that gets them to raise their hand. Mm-hmm. The picking up the book and looking at the back of it for the call to action, the majority of people do that. But then thumbing through it, the table of contents is the thing that almost everyone sees and then it's a dwindling number after that so that table of contents if it's comprehensive enough and it's worded in a way that gives people the assurance that they're in the right place and heading in the right direction it may well be the case that that's enough to get them to take the next step to reach out and call you or to fill out an assessment or to ask for a copy of the scorecard, mm-hmm. or whatever the next step is just knowing that they've seen the table of contents and they're in the right, in the right place and the journey makes sense to them. They might just skip all of that part of reading it and jump straight to the call to action. To find, you know, mm-hmm. I, um, people
1: don't know this, you know this, but for part of my job, I read every book that leaves the office. And so I used to just i honestly didn't even pay attention to the table of contents, and then for some reason I got into that habit and it really i can kind of skim through it, really know what the subject's what I'm expecting you know so when right. I'm reading it, it's not just completely foreign well i've trans that's transferred that to my personal life when I pick up a book i that's where I go now too i mean I always yeah, of course everybody goes right to the back of the book, but I find myself really looking at the table of contents now to see okay. And that'll be sort of my decision, like, okay, am I going to read this book, you know, right. or based on what I've seen in the table of contents? Because it gives you, you know, a lot of the meat and bones there you without get going too to deep.
0: Exactly. You almost get kind of 80% of the overview with only 20% mm-hmm. of the work. It's so yeah interesting that the that reassurance because really particularly because we're not talking about fiction at the end of the day although mm-hmm. i guess the same mm-hmm. applies to fiction but we're because, talking yeah. about something that moves people towards answering a problem that they've got mm-hmm. it's the resolution mm-hmm. of a problem it's not entertainment and reading for the sake of reading so if you're on facebook and seeing thinking about buying a lakefront home and you see the guide to Winter Haven lakefront home prices and you request a copy of that book and it says in there as you flick through the table of contents it says there are there's only this many lakefront homes so you're picking from a small group of people here's the changes that have happened in in this year the 2019 um, price data changes here are the five pointers that you really need to look at and the five things you need to be Aware of or concerned of, and the very best next step is to uh, request a pricing analysis or a a pinpoint guide on a particular home. Then the outcome that I want is to get closer to buying a lakefront home. I don't want to read all those words. I just want the outcome. Yeah, yeah. If the table of contents does it, does the job for me, it's enough to give me the reassurance that I'm in the right place, and the call to action is the obvious choice. I'm not here for entertainment. Why am I going to waste my time reading it? There's mm-hmm. a clear next step. I've been reassured that I'm in the right place because the table of contents makes sense and that's the thing that I thumb through, maybe one or two of the other pages. So therefore jump straight to next step. It's um it's really that different way of thinking about it as the book isn't the product. The right. next step is a product. The identifying mm-hmm. the person in the first place is the product. The everything is just about reinforcing the message that people are in the right place. It's like the, um, I don't know that we've got a copy of it anywhere. Um, I'll I'll maybe see if I can find a copy for the show notes, but the email mastery ad that we run in Success Magazine is a advertorial type piece of one page content that talks about the nine word email, which we've talked about here in the past. But that Mm -hmm. article is a five maybe less than that 400 word article that talks about the nine word email, pretty high level, just gets the the headline details out there, gives people a next step. And then it says, if you want to read something about the seven other email, Secrets that can make a difference. Go to this page and request a copy of Email Mastery. Now, the landing page that they go to—it's literally just exactly the same heading and subheading as the ad copy around the bit that says "Go to EmailMastery.com and request a copy of the book." It's just that headline, that subheadline, and then a place for them to put the name and address mm-hmm. details and an image, which is exactly the same as the one before. There's no none of this uh, long form sales letter. There's no video mm-hmm. on there. We're not trying to convince people to do mm-hmm. anything else because they've already made that decision. The only reason they're on that page is because they've already made the decision because they've clicked through from the ad or they've typed in the URL from the from the print um, from the print article. They've already made the decision and they want it. The only purpose of that page is allow them to execute on it the book is your book is very similar they've already made the decision that they want the outcome that the title promises the next step is how they get closer to it so then the the book's job of work is just to as quickly as possible get them to that, that get them to that stage and for some people for a lot of people the table the table of contents is going to be enough to do that it's going to be enough to yeah. compel them or to um, to reassure them they're in the right place they're on the right path the next step is the is the logical one to take and therefore how quickly can i take it um rather than thinking about the book being the product i need to write enough content in there that the the sales price is justified and it's for all of this information in there because whether or not i've got other products or services to sell I'm thinking about this as the book being product, which is the exact opposite of how we're talking about Absolutely. it. Right. It's, it's the compelling, reassuring steps to take them to the next stage. And that's not to say put then 70 empty pages in or 70 pages of law of mixture no. because it doesn't make any difference because that's then a, <laughs> a a repelling force rather than a compelling force. Right, right. But yeah. um. But yeah, you still got to know what well, you're talking okay. about and give something good value. Now,
1: I'm going to be interested to see... um after this podcast goes out the interest that our clients or potential clients are going to take in their table of contents. Um, You know, they, they look at it, but never, I mean, I can't think of anybody's ever come back and said, Oh, you know, that let's change that. Let's, you know, that's now, I mean, I don't even know most of the time if they even look at the table of contents, but it's going to be interesting to see if, if they circle back to it now um, and realizing the importance of, you know,
0: if yeah. nobody ever reads the content and of the book, but maybe just the table content. And part of it I think is a a benefit of the way that we've got things structured because mm-hmm. as people are working with us in the that first thirty minute call and the outline that we that we guide them towards knowing that this is the outcome. That outline is the table of contents really, but this is all Mm -hmm, behind the scenes. mm -hmm. We do that for them and we structure and word it in such a way that, hey, these are just the questions that we're asking you to prompt the content. We don't kind of hammer home this message quite so much because we're trying to, as people come on board, we're trying to very quickly hold people's hands through the process so that you don't get stuck in your own head about it and, and overthink it and then, six months later are still overthinking it Overthinking we'll and, it. yeah yeah we we'll try and move you through the process as quick as possible so i think that's it's my
1: no, thing i said i think we do such a great job and i we that's a whole we as in us as a whole but you know the content team they do such a great job with that um i don't think people question it but i'm just yeah. you know i wonder now it, <laughs> if it, they they might. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah be a, yeah, uh, so a good test of to who's to see. paying attention <laughs> right <laughs> um, yeah. well one of the um I want to keep the next couple of shows a little short because we've got a couple of long ones with some interviews mixed in here so kind of sticking with that idea of giving people a great um a great single answer and not getting too sidetracked in the weeds let's draw a line under it there one resource that I will point people to, though, is Dean actually recorded an outline workshop last year or earlier this year, yeah. forget which, um, yeah. where there was actually the um, Dean's perspective on the table of contents, which is slightly I mean in the same ballpark as mine but it's a different way of 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 wording things so always good to listen to a a different way of saying something similar Mm -hmm. but then there was a q and a call that followed that so it's a good good opportunity to hear kind of real people's questions and that's always great to get a different perspective so that is over on the website 90minutebooks.com head up to the resources tab at the top and then under there is workshops and it's the book outline workshop i'll also put a link directly to it in the um in the show notes as well. So that um, that is another way of getting to it. This is going to be episode eighty four. So head over to the podcast tab and episode eighty four and I'll put a link directly to the outline workshop in there. And then Perfect. the last thing to mention is we're recording this the week before Labor Day. We've actually just sent out an email to the people who have already opted into the list talking about some upcoming product changes. So we've got some changes to the product structure. People have often asked for things that are slightly different to the way that we have the three products structured. So we've just changed those around a little bit. Some of the prices are changes as well. So if you are listening to this before September the 4th, then you can head over to the site and, and really lock in the existing products if the existing ones is is the way they want to go um there's also this idea of kind of a buy now right later type thing so mm-hmm. if you're not quite ready to go yet but you know you're going to be in the next kind of six months or so then again you can buy today and there's no pressure to get started until next year so that is um that's just something timely in this show um, if you want to check out the new mm-hmm. products so uh, to, well to get through to the existing products just 90minutebooks.com and follow the get started links if you want to get a early look at the new products then if you head over to 90minutebooks.com and then get <laughs> can't speak and then get <laughs> hyphen started hyphen new So until September the 4th, we've just got that under a separate page and then we'll migrate it all across. But at the moment, if you head over to 90minutebooks.com forward slash get hyphen started hyphen new and then you'll get an early look at the new product setup structure that we've got. And again, if you want to get an early start and, and pick one of those, all of those cart buttons are live now. So jump on board and we'll be waiting to guide you through the process, including setting up a fantastic table of content we will for sure perfect okay well thank you betsy thanks for your time thanks everyone listening and we will catch you all in the next one take care cheers bye